Welcome to Pathfinder Academy. Class is now in session. Here are your professors, Caleb and Christian. Thank you all for staying. You may be seated. In today's extra credit, we'll be going over the archetypes and two example builds for the Scald. Ooh, the Scald. The Scald, which we uh, just talked about in the previous episode, is the uh, mix of the Bard and the Barbarian. They rouse all their allies into a rage, and they share their powers with their allies. He's the Doof Warrior from Mad Max. Exactly. Through and through, except not in an apocalyptic future. And we've had some dis- Hey, listen, I don't know what kind of games you run. Maybe he is. It can be. This is a perfect way to represent that. Hey, maybe we'll find a cool uh, archetype so you can do it. The, I the Doof archetype. I severely doubt that. Christian, I'm pretty excited about these archetypes. I got a good feeling about this. Yeah. All right, so let- I got a good feeling. Can I kill your excitement now, or should we, just, should we just like go into how terrible these are? No, no. Do like my wife does, and just slowly crush my dreams <laughs> and hopes over an extended period of time. Let's not do this all at once. Okay, so let's. let's I love my wife. The, ten out of ten. When married again, love her very much. This one's not so bad. The first one is Faded Champion, and the Faded Champion is a scald more attuned to divination than other forms of magic. So, how do they represent this? Level two, you lose the ability Well Versed which uh, is your ability to be more resistant to no, sound, sound-based things. And memorize scripture <laughs> references. And not only do you remember the passage, but you remember the exact translation, the exact passage. You're like, this was King James. No, this was New King James. I was mistaken. New King James. And this was James chapter 3, verse 5. You know, the, the one word can be translated many ways, but... <laughs> I now have to know what James 3, 5 says. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. Consider what a great forest is set on fire by a small spark. New international version. <laughs> so you lose that. No, no more no. of that. <laughs> but my tongue, sir, my tongue. I, uh, this allows me to set fires to forests with my tongue spell. Instead, you're going to be able to act faster than the fire. You get Watcher of the Weave, and you just get half. Oh, sorry, run that by me again. You get Watcher of the Weave. So, like, I get cool hair? You watch the hair. (laughs) Okay. Hey, hey, that one's mine. Give it back. I paid a lot of money for that weave. You get half your level two initiative checks. Not exciting, but actually really good. Initiative is one of the best bonuses in the game. There's not a lot of initiative bonuses to get outside of improved initiative. Uh, This is pretty strong. And well versus one of those really situational things where if you just happen to be fighting against like a siren or something sound based, you are probably going to make your save. But this is you can act before the siren and then beat her up and then she'll never sing. If you give yourself a pretty good dex bonus, take improved initiative. There's a there's some talents that get you. Um, I think they're called talents. What is it called? Um, the grow up backstory with things. Traits. There's some traits. Uh, you can get your initiative pretty high with this. You get it pretty yeah. crazy high. Like, I have a plus 10 on a guy that doesn't have this. I could have plus 15 now. Right. And then basically you'll beat everyone in initiative. <laughs> My role is, oh, 20. Uh, 35. Uh... At level 5, uh, you get an altered version of spell kenning. It's mostly the same, but now it's called Farseer. Uh, spell kenning was the ability... Ooh, do I get to be from Warcraft? Uh, Thrall? I get to use Farseer? Farsight? No, not... Get World of Warcraft out of your mind. But this game is just like it. No. (laughs) Wait, am I a tank? (laughs) Well, if you want to find out if you're frontliner or not, you can listen to our episode, (laughs) Pathfinder Pathfinder 106 Party Rolls. But spellcanning was that ability where once a day you can spontaneously cast any spell on the wizard, sorcerer spell list, or the cleric spell list. 
This is the same ability, except you treat spells that are of the divination school as one level lower First, using them for with spell cunning, and any damaging spell you treat as one level higher. Oh, interesting. I like that. So you're going to be using spell cunning to get more divination spells instead of trying to blast people away. What's the one that lets you ask the gem if it's going to be good, bad, or... Augury? Augury all the time, my friend. Augury all day, son. Should I play this rock and roll hit? Or were the people, were the people like, were they like Striper or Kiss better? Let's find out. <laughs> A voice reigns from above. Wheel. <laughs> At level 10, you lose Dirge of Doom, which was the ability that said, uh, once you start this performance, all enemies within 30 or 60 feet are shaken, no save. Instead, you get Shield of Foresight. When you use your Raging Song, you are immune to fear effects, and all allies get a plus five bonus on fear saving throws. Makes sense. So hopefully, because you have your really high initiative bonus by this level, you get a plus five from a Watcher of the Weave. You'll be acting before everyone else, and if you are fighting something you know is going to cause a fear effect, your allies, nine times out of ten, are probably going to succeed at that throw. Plus five is a very large bonus, and being immune to anything is really good. At level 20, you lose Master Scald, and you get a new capstone ability called... Wait, I forget. Did we like the 20 from Scald? What was 20? Everyone gets, like, an extra attack. It was okay. Like, everyone's hasted, and everyone gets more bonuses and no penalties. Okay, okay. So you lose your capstone, you get a new one called Not This Day. I like it already. Uh, As an immediate action, you can expend 10 rounds of Raging Song to re-roll a saving throw or force an opponent to re-roll an attack roll. Oh, please. At this level, you do have 41 plus your charisma modifier rounds per day. Okay. So you can do this right. probably like three plus times a day. I said okay because 10 rounds seem like a lot to do something that like a feat can do. Mm-hmm. But if you have 41 plus rounds, I guess it's okay. That's not too bad. Yeah, between feats like extra performance and having a really high charisma modifier at level 20, you're probably going to have in the 50s upwards. Okay. Just be careful that not if you're getting to a lot of battles in one day at level 20, not to waste it all and re-rolling saving throws. But you need it. There might be times like, well, the dragon's acid breath killed you. You might want to spend 10 yeah. rounds so you can re-roll that dodge. The reflex, I mean. So not dodge. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> we've had a lot of, we made fun of a lot of people before. Listen, we had a lot of fun here today. <laughs> so all in all, Faded Champion, not terrible. Uh, I like some of the stuff it uh, replaces. Nothing very drastic. It's mostly the same with some new flavor. I think it's a good one. Cool. Hey, we're, we're, I told you I had a good feeling about this. We're, we're off to a run and start. So let's see how we feel about the next one. It's called Herald. Well, I'll be cool that long as it involve any instruments. I just don't want to deal with them. It's called Herald of the Horn. Uh-oh. <laughs> right, let's move on to the next one. Oh, we don't want to move on to the next one. Not yet. We're not ready for that. <laughs> we, oh, you're slowly getting me ready. Yeah, okay, right, like you said, right. I'm slowly crushing you. <laughs> all right, tell me about Herald of the Horn. I'm ready. All right, so the idea is that you use a horn. Okay. It, you're you're scald and you have a horn. And you, you are know. you doing like so all the time? The only song you can play is the cavalry charge song. Can only ever be on a horse. Okay, I like it. So level one, you lose scribe scroll. And instead, you get Arcane Bond like a wizard, except your Arcane Bond has to be a horn. Now, okay. that sounds all right, but so what do you get out of having an Arcane Bond that's a horn? You get the ability to spontaneously cast one extra spell a day. I like that. Uh, but they don't really spell that out exactly because wizards are prepared casters and 
Scalds are spontaneous casters, so it's not really clear how that works, but let's consider it being an extra spell a day. But the other big thing about an arcane bond is that you can enchant the arcane bond as if you had the requisite feats to enchant it. So if you had an arcane bond of a ring, you can make it a ring of shielding. If you had an arcane bond of a sword, you can make it a flaming sword. You got a horn. (laughs) What enchantment do you put on a horn? I want a flaming horn. Listen, it'll look... Real cool. <laughs> It'll be real and neat. <laughs> no, no, you see, I invested money on a ring of protection from fire, so I can <laughs> play it all the time, or at least for five rounds until I receive enough fire damage. And everybody's like, whoa, I'm really inspired right now. There's a reason the Doof Warrior has a flamethrower on his guitar. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. All right, so that's kind of a weird one. No, it is weird. Jokes aside, that is like what enchantment I'm going to put on it. But I do like the ability to cast another spell. Honestly, but you're losing Scribe Scroll, which is like which is having my, other spells. My fault is, even as powerful as Scribe Scroll can be in the right hands, I just don't do it because I don't fully understand it. So it's kind of like whatever. <laughs> I'd rather have something that's easy, straightforward to understand. It doesn't require too much on my part to look up rules. So let, let, let's see what else. If everything falls suit with that. At level five, you lose Spell Kenning. Which, which we it, thought was awesome. It's one of the p- most powerful abilities in the game. You you lose one of the most powerful abilities in the game. So you better get something comparable, right? Yeah. You get the ability Rousing Retort. Oh, see now, I wish I had this in real life. I never have the right things to say back to somebody to quit back to them when they make a cool quip. Like 30 minutes later when I'm, like maybe 12 hours later, I'm in bed trying to go sleep. I'm like, oh, I should have said this. It would have <laughs> been so cool. Now I can just retort as I need to. And they'd be like, man, he really put me in my place. <laughs> When you start a Raging Song, you can spend four rounds of Raging Song to give all allies within 60 feet another saving throw against enchantment or fear effects with a plus two bonus. Hmm. What? Well, so we just lost one of the most powerful abilities in the game for one of the most situational things I've ever seen in my life. I'm going to make an argument for this. You ready for this? Normally... Like, we just saw the last guy. He, that was going to be his, like, level 20 to just do 10 rounds. Let me finish. I'm, let me finish. I'm going to let you finish, but let me finish. Uh, 10 rounds to get somebody to do one reroll saving throw without anything at all. This one, I can just do it. and when it, you st- Only when you start a raging song. Okay. Well, I can stop and start. Also, and, I can spend more rounds. Great. Uh, my limited resource. I'm cool with it. To give them a rethrow, and they get plus two. They don't even need that feat that gives you, like, a plus five to when you re-roll something. They just automatically get a plus two. Level 20, or even, like, it's like, well, skin, uh, flesh to stone, you failed. Uh, Rage Song, he gets to try it again. Well, no, this no, 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 whoa, whoa, this is only enchantment or fear effects, though. Oh, what's that? What's what's flesh to stone? Uh, transmutation. Uh, well, I'm Polymorph. Sure, I'm sure there's some enchantment or fear effects. I don't want my guy effing off uh, 50 miles away because he was yeah, he but, was dominated person and he was told to run away. Yeah, remember what else we got from the last ability in addition to the rerolls? Immunity to fear and all my allies get plus five for just playing the song. Wrong, wrong archetype. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's what we got from, in addition to getting the rerolls of the other one that you're comparing it to, they also got immunity to fear. This, no, no, you're immune, but not your allies. Yeah, that's what I mean. And they get the plus five. Whereas this is a plus two when they have to have already have failed to benefit from this. Eh, I don't know. I think rerolls are powerful. They are when they're not There's super, stuff when they're like, not super situational. Humans have to spend like nine feet to go down this feet chain that allows them to do cool rerolls. And it's something that you starting rage People use hero points to make people reroll. Yeah, but this is only specific effects and only under certain circumstances. 
And again, this is all about spell cutting is the most powerful ability in the game. It makes well, let, let's look at the spell cutting is very important. Let's look at the rest. Let's look at the rest. Yeah, I want, I want to make a point. You're right. It's it's weird, but I don't think it's super bad. It's I agree. Spell cutting is very powerful, and I agree with you. We're losing a lot, but I I'm not like crying over it. This isn't the worst thing in the world. I'm not going. Well, what I get a plus one of my AC? Well, f this. Well, let's let's continue. Let's get those tear ducts running. <laughs> all right, I'm ready. At level seven, you, Wait, you show me a mirror. <laughs> You lose Lore Master, which is your ability to take 20s. Always take a 10 on any knowledge check and take a 20 once per day on a knowledge check. The bard thing, kind of. Instead, you get Horn Call. If you use your horn, your arcane bond, to cast an additional spell, and that spell happens to be a spell with a sonic descriptor, it gets plus one DC. The the face he's making is like Grummet from the Muppets. I don't know. (laughs) I can't even name more than one Sonic spell off the top of my head, and I'm saying one just so I'm not embarrassed. I can't actually think of one. Uh, and plus one? Yeah. This... If it's something so niche as... We use that word way too often. I'm putting down a ban. Cannot use the word niche anymore. Quick, ne- get me a thesaurus, uh, <laughs> please, for niche. <laughs> uh, that's incredibly weird and specific. Oh my gosh, Sonic spells? If it's that specific, give me a plus ten or a plus five. Or not a plus oh one, and then wait, wait, level nineteen goes up to buy one more, gets to be a plus two, and level thirteen. Uh, yes, I can't think. Of, there's like one good Sonic spell, and that that's what makes like all the things nearby that are glass shatter. But that also affects your out. This is, and it's only when you use your arcane bond. It's not like every Sonic spell you use. It's that once a day spell that you can use to cast anything. Yeah, that's and rough. you cast it through the horn, which you got to be holding in your hand. So you got one hand that's not free anymore. I, it's not like Lore Master or something like I'm really dying to lose. Right. It's a good ability, but it's not like something that's like very like I really want. But this is just. You're almost useless. This is almost completely useless. You're not even a full spellcaster. You're a three-fourth spellcaster with diminished casting and less. You don't have as much charisma as a full spellcaster. Your DCs are already not particularly high. Lore Master certainly is a more useful spell. I'd rather know what the weaknesses of this devil creature is fighting me than a plus one on my sonic spell. So normally you would get more spell cannings as you'd level up, but not with this archetype. At level 11, when you would get your second use of spell cunning to, uh, ability, you instead get Crumbling Blast. Once per day, you can sound a note that acts as a horn of blasting. And you look at that and you're like, hmm, so what the heck is a horn of blasting? I looked it up. Horn of blasting is a terrible, very, very cheap item that is a 5d6 damage, sonic damage cone. 5d6. At level 11, you're, you once per day you can cast a spell. When can a rogue do a 5d6 sneak attack? Uh, This level. So it's like you can sneak attack like five people, and you don't even, as long as they have ears, you don't even have to. But you can full round action on a sneak attack. Compare this to Fireball, a spell you get at level 5, that's 10d6. You're, oh, okay. This is like casting a spell. Good point, make a good point. That's half as strong as a Fireball. But you know, they do have to limit Sonic because there's not a lot of things that can resist Sonic. There are like um, like force. There's a reason arcane strike, like like uh, arcane missile, arcane strike, arcane missile. Like oh no, you can't avoid the damage except for very few specific. No, you can avoid things. This. Uh, there's I know, but there's not a whole lot of things that can reduce sonic damage. So I think that's why it's not as high as you think it should be. 
It's a 40-foot cone. If they fail, they're also deafened, but that's not a huge deal. Um, crystalline creatures happen to take a little Ooh. bit more damage. But still, you're replacing the ability that lets me cast any spell yeah, once yeah, per yeah, day. Definitely. I could shoot out a fireball and do 10d6 yeah, to everything yeah. instead <laughs> yeah, of... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then, okay, so at level 17, you get Greater Horn of Blasting, which is 10d6 damage. Which again there, it's like... I, my maximized fireball knows better than that. Yeah, everything. I could have taken any spell. Instead, I have to take this, ha- this roughly point, half as strong as a normal spell. At this spell. point, uh, my strength score is so high, I could just throw a rock and do more damage, honestly. <laughs> so that that's the whole archetype. You get a horn that is confusing on how it actually works as an arcane bond, and you lose spell canning. And you, yeah, and you you lose a bunch of good things. Lore Master is not something I want to lose. Spell canning is absolutely not something I want to lose. Yeah, I agree with you. It's not super good. And, like, this is one that I was looking forward to because, like, doing sonic damage seems like such a cool effect with the bard. It's something I'd like to be themed around. But I would just take regular bard and flavor it around that. I wouldn't actually take this terrible archetype. All right. The art art in the book is terrible. I don't think it's that bad. I think it's the worst. Okay, it's a dwarf. Who cares? That's not what's he's, terrible he's about it. He's got a big horn. Yeah, but it's not you know about. I like my dwarves with big horns. He's got a, yeah, we do. He's got a helmet. It's a horned helmet like Skyrim. hey He's got a horn that's so big he has to have a pedestal for it. You're not carrying that in battle. You put little wheels on that That's his arcane bond. He, he, um, encha- uh-huh. he enchanted uh-huh. it so it's lightened. Oh, you see? Enchantment would be gone. Right, Christian, you just <laughs> Yeah, too bad they don't exist. <laughs> this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life. Uh, the cool magic cool effects. Like, ooh, it's blowing out blue stuff. Yeah, as long as the battle's around my pedestal. Get out of here, Paizo. Get, get, get out of here, Paizo. Yeah, so that was uh, Herald of the Horn. I don't suggest it. I can't think. even say your art's good, Harold. Get out of here. <laughs> We're not talking about you anymore. The next archetype is Spell Warrior. That sounds cool, right? Spell Warrior. It certainly does. Sounds like I'm a mixture of someone who casts spells and fights. Let, let's see what we get. So at level one, you lose Scribe Scroll again. You can't be making your own scrolls. Instead, you get Improved Counter Spell. All right. I would, All right. I would normally be laughing, but it's a level one, which makes me say it's okay. Well, I mean, it's but it's counterspell. Red lights, counterspell. Red lights, okay. yep. But level <laughs> we one, don't like counterspelling. Level one, excuse me. Level one's pretty cool to get it. I disagree. So you get improved counterspell as a bonus feat. What the improved counterspell feat says is that when you're counterspelling, you may use a spell of the same school that is one or more spell levels higher than the target spell. Which, if you don't have this, counterspelling is pretty much impossible. If you don't have this, you have to have the exact spell Stupid. known or prepared. Stupid. So this is one, you have to have a spell that's one level higher of the same school. Which is cool because that means now you can counter spells that aren't bard spells or scald spells. But the problem with this is that you're a, you're a scald. You're not a full spellcaster. <laughs> the chances of you having a higher level spell slot than the person casting the spell is already diminished by the fact that you have diminished spellcasting. Right. So right there, I'm not crazy about this. You're you're trying to sh- they're trying to put counterspelling on a class that isn't going to be good at it. Let, let's see what else they get. So you lose raging song, uh, the inspired rage ability. So you can't sing, you can't uh, inspire your allies into a rage, you can't share uh, rage powers with them. And I better get something pretty good because that was my one of my class defining features. Instead, you get the ability from the bard archetype arcane duelist which is called enhanced weapons 
and they call it Weapon Song for some reason. It is slightly different than the Arcane Duelist version of it. So when they start this performance, they can grant a plus one enhancement bonus to the weapons of allies within 60 feet. And every five levels that goes up by a plus one enhancement bonus. The more weapons you enchant, you have to split up the bonus. So if you're just enchanting one weapon, you can give it uh, up to plus five, depending on how much you have available to you. Mm -hmm. If you're doing two weapons, you can give them up to plus four, so on and so forth. Uh, If you're doing four or more weapons, the highest you can give them is plus two each. But, oh, I misread it. You do get to use rage powers. This does count as raging song for the purposes of rage powers. Okay. So you still get rage powers. You still share them with everyone. They're just not becoming but they, raged. You have to actually enchant their weapon for them to be infected by it, though. Okay. Uh, once you level up, you can use that plus one enhancement bonus, the plus two enhancement bonus that you're giving everyone to instead give them weapon enhancement bonuses, and you have the options of the following enhancement bonuses. Dancing weapons, defending weapons, distance, flaming, frost, Ghost Touch, which is actually a very good one to have on the list. Keen, Mighty Cleaving, Returning, Shock, Seeking, or Speed. Speed. So that's actually not terrible. I'd misread that at first. I thought it was actually the Arcane Duelist's ability, which would have been really bad. But this is not as bad. You're basically giving all your allies a plus one enhancement bonus to their weapon. I I, I like this a lot for, uh, we were joking about the do Warrior from Mad Max. If I was to make him, I would use this archetype so far from what you've heard because I wouldn't be in- interested in making one raging. I would be very interested in making everybody's weapons cooler. I like it so far. At level five, you lose spell kenning. Again, they like taking away spell kenning. So we're, get- we're losing one of the most powerful abilities in the game. What are we getting in return? We're getting greater counter spell. You can spend two of any spells of the same level or higher to counter a spell. Without any restriction of it being in the same category. Right. Interesting. But you still have to take the prepared action to do it. All right. Um, at 11th level, when you would get your next spell kenning, when you're counterspelling an opponent's spell, the spell warrior only has to expend one scald spell level of the slot of the spell being cast. Well, that was confusing. At 17th level, this when you would get your third spell kenning ability, you get the parry spell feed. Uh, you do not have to meet the prerequisites to the feat. What parry spell says is that whenever you successfully counter a spell, it returns back to its caster. So basically you're sending whatever they tried to cast at you back at them. So if I counter their fireball, the fireball's going to hit them now. What I don't understand about this is that you get this at 17th level. You can take parry spell at level 15. Why are they making me wait two levels for something that I 100% want to have in a counterspelling-based archetype? Yeah, that's interesting. Do, when's it, do and that, that's two levels at level 15. Question, Those are long levels. Do Scalds get a bonus feat at 15? Or 16? Do they get feats at 15? They don't get bonus feats in general, no. Well, do they get feats at 15 or 16? 15. Every odd level, you get a feat. Okay. So I don't, Yeah, it's weird. Why would I wait... Two levels for, like, one of the best feats in the game that I meet the prerequisites for already. The The only prerequisite yeah. for parry spell is having 15 ranks in spellcraft and having the improved counterspell feat, which we already got for free. Mm-hmm. So why am I waiting? Yeah, it's weird. That's really weird. It should be 15. 
All right, so we're really good at counterspelling. We have to expend a spell of the same level at level 11, which is good, but again, we're a diminished spellcaster. If you're fighting a wizard who is a higher level than you, which, you know, bosses tend to be, you're going to be literally incapable of counterspelling them. Right, let's take a break for our sponsor, Show Notes. Our Show Notes say, quote, I want to stop here. This archetype is absolute garbage. Please let me stop, end quote. And he still had to keep writing. <laughs> So that was all that replaces spellcanning, the best ability in the game, to the, for the ability to counterspell, but you can only counterspell weak spellcasters. You can't, if you're fighting a fully accomplished wizard or sorcerer, you cannot counter their spells because they have higher spells than the Scald. I don't understand this. So, so level 10, you lose Dirge of Doom and you get Song of Arcane Manipulation. I had initially misunderstood this ability and I'm slowly, slightly changing my mind about this class. It's worded in a strange way. This archetype. Excuse me, this archetype. So level 10, you can counterspell as an immediate action. So you do not have to take a prepared action to counterspell, but this comes at a cost. In addition to expending a spell slot to counter the opponent's spell, you have to spend one round of Raging Song per spell level of the spell you're trying to counter. So if you're trying to counter a level 3 spell, you have to expend three rounds of Rage to do that. I like this a lot. This makes Counterspell really pretty cool to me, the fact that now I can do it. Like, remember when they, we were doing the first one, the Arcanus? The Arcanus, yeah, I was about to bring we that like, up. Oh, this cool stuff. For now countering is legit again. I think they're also trying to make that work if you want to do it with this bard. Or, sorry, Scald. And, and you know what? I'm super cool with losing Dirge of Doom to do this. Yeah, Dirge of Doom isn't like, oh, I really wanted that. It's so flavorful. It's just, eh, I use that sometimes. All right. Cool name, though. So then we go to level 20. You lose your capstone. Instead, you get Spell Tamper. What Spell Tamper says is that whenever you counter a spell, the caster takes 1d6 damage per spell level. That, that, that means... It was a level 15 thing. That means the highest damage you could ever do with this is 9d6, <laughs> because ninth level spells are the highest. Time for another break for our sponsor or show notes. Our show notes say, quote, I'm so done... Worst archetype ever, end quote. <laughs> now, as you said, admittedly, that was under different impressions. We found some things that we, we misunderstood at first. Honestly, I like this. And if I had not already made my Scald for our extra credit today, I would have used this and made the Doof Warrior. Because I think this is the perfect Doof Warrior. I'm giving my guys weapons. I don't want to make them rage. I want to give them cool weapons and stuff like this. And I can counter spells that are coming at them. I am the epitome of put me on a car, move me with the party, and I'll just stop things that are coming at you and make you do better at going at them. Uh, I like this a lot, actually. I'm still not sold on it. Like I said, if you ever fight an accomplished wizard, which tend to be pretty right. strong enemies that you have to fight. That is the biggest you, drawback for you, me. You can't counterspell them because they cast a higher. They are going to be casting higher level spells Even than you I can counter. Even if I was a full level bard level of caster, I'm still not as high as a wizard. Right. I, I just can't get to the levels they are. If I'm fighting guys even the same level as me, the the saving grace of this is we're talking about a boss. Yeah. Normally, when you are going to be fighting. Normally, in the bestiary, you're fighting a bunch of guys, and they're lower level for it. That you get instead of ten level ten people because the party's level ten, it's ten level two people or whatever it is. Uh, so you're you're gonna pretty often, I think, encounter people who you can counter their spells. But I don't think it'll be all the time. And in the moment when you're super needed, the most important, the big boss or a couple really strong guys, you're like, sorry, I can only do half my cool things. <laughs> and just the. 
like if I had someone that took this and we happen to go to high levels, I would totally let you skip out on getting Perry's spell at level 17 so you could take it at level 15 so you can do your cool yeah, stuff. Yeah. Like or I, at least when they pick their spell, their feet level 15, when they get to 17, let them pick a new, a new right. feet. So I, I was wrong about that one initially. I, have, I was going under the wrong assumptions on how some of their <laughs> class abilities worked. Uh, not the worst archetype ever. I That's love, for sure. I love your show notes. <laughs> I was very, I was very upset because when we, when I originally wrote the notes, what I thought, uh, the way they were song of arcane manipulation, it sounded like because you were raging, you weren't allowed to counterspell because you weren't allowed to count cast spells because they said you could do it without interrupting your raging. And I was like, we spent like five minutes figuring out what exactly they meant. I was like, what? what you mean up until level ten, I can't cast spells while raging? Is right. That, <laughs> right. Which that was like Christian. What? What's the name of this ne- next archetype? It's um, it's the Totemic Skull. Totemic Skull? <laughs> <gasps> Do I get to throw down totems? Do I finally have totems? Christian, tell me I have totems. Totem, totem if it, you break my heart one more time, I'm done with you. It's like totem animals. It's They get some of the hunter mechanics with animal focus and stuff. All right, explain this to me. So at level three, instead of getting your first rage power, you get a predetermined rage power called... Song of the Beasts. You pick one of the animal focuses from Hunter. So you pick bear or tiger or whatever options they had available to them. When you activate your raging song, you can confer the bonuses of that animal focus to you and anyone who accepts your raging song. Which is cool. Animal focus was a cool part of the Hunter. Yeah. So there's some useful abilities from there. There's some strong abilities. Like you can just give everyone plus two strength on top of their already raging bonuses. Sorry, make a lot of noise. And then suddenly everyone's full strength raging. At level four, you lose uh, uncanny dodge, and you don't get improved uncanny dodge later. Uh-oh, you better give me something cool. Instead, you get uh, totem empathy. Sweet. You can use uh, wild empathy on uh, animals that match your selection at level three. Yay. Yeah. Also, once per day, you can cast charm animal on... The, that type of animal as a spell-like ability. Would I normally be able to do spend uh, to cast that spell if I was level four? Uh, no, you would not be able to. That's not on the Bard Arskald spell list. Eh. But it's only one type. All right, so this is up to the DM to actually put, if you pick this, to put the bears into <laughs> your campaign <laughs> or the snakes or whatever you pick. They kind of have to shoehorn them in. Yeah, okay, whatever. That's level three. I'm not super upset. But I... Oh, sorry, it's level four. I am super upset. I love Uncanny and Improved Dodge. I'm upset. Don't want to lose them for this. And I never... Th- I mean, the while... totem disappoints yet again, Paizo. Wild Empathy was never something I was crazy about on the Ranger, because right. the Ranger typically doesn't have a lot of charisma, but at least as a Scald, you're going to have charisma, so you're more likely to succeed at it. I don't know. At level five, ugh, you lose Spellkenny again. They really like taking that away. Man... Instead, you get wild shaped like a druid, kind of. You you can wild shape as a druid of your level minus one, but you can only turn into your totem animal. You you have to turn to the animal you chose at level three. Is there a bear totem? Bear is one of the options. Yes. I think that's the constitution one. Fantastic. Um, You count as being able to speak for your raging song when you're in animal form, but you do not count as being able to speak for casting spells. Gotcha. You can choose feats as if you were a druid, though, of your level minus one. You know, this is very interesting, because when hunters 
not hunters, sorry, um, rangers, like their animal companions, like minus three, the druid. This you just can I know it's not companion, but it's the thing that you trade out for for the animal companion um, or wild shape as a druid. The fact that it's only minus one, I'm pretty interested in this. It, they don't scale as well. Um, at max, you can only use this three times per day as you level up. Whereas the druid can use it at a max of eight times per day, and then eventually they can do it at will. So it's definitely a little bit weaker, but wild shaping is always an interesting mechanic to put onto a character. Yeah, I don't know. This is I, I'm having a hard time judging this one. Yeah, I mean the animal focuses are pretty strong. We know that much. Yeah, and conferring them to your allies is good. Wild empathy, eh, still not sold in that one. Wild shape, druid level minus one. That's okay. Uh, the art's interesting. It's a guy who's wearing... He's yelling. He looks kind of like a hunter, or a, uh, a ranger, kind of. That's not how you're supposed to hold a bow. He doesn't have an instrument. <laughs> he's just no, He's sing. just yelling. Oh, That's, he's singing. Of course. He's perform oratory. <laughs> kill them, kill them now, gonna kill them, kill them, kill Go, 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 go. That is all there are for Skald archetypes. There was only the few of these released with the ACG... I'm not particularly crazy about any of them, but they are not as bad as I originally thought after going over them a second time. Yeah, the one that you had the most upset with in the notes I actually liked the most. I was actually very, very wrong in judging that one immediately. Let's talk about uh, the two builds we made of them. Right. Uh, who's first? Me, as always, because I am self-absorbed. So I wanted to make a do for you, but I couldn't think of something cool enough. Now that I know the archetype there is, that's probably what I would have used. But uh, instead, instead, I did one with no archetype at all, and uh, a level six scald. And the idea I kind of came up with here was kind of a beast, uh, a beast yule, not a beast scald, but a beast yule. I didn't, I wouldn't want to take this archetype. I mean, like a hunter. All my rage powers allow everyone listening to do kind of uh, natural attacks. They get a bite attack. They get a claw attack. Uh, then grow larger. Uh, so the ones I picked was the Animal Fury, which gives you a D4 bite attack, which you can increase with feats. Uh, Abyssal Blood Lesser, which allows you to get two 1D6 claw attacks. And Abyssal Blood, which allows you to grow one size larger. So when you're larger, the bite attack will do more damage. The claws will do more damage, if I, if I understand that rule correctly. To be able to do that at level 6, I had to take an extra uh, Rage Power. And for me... I took to improve natural attacks because this will be really my main method of attacking. So my bite and my claws are improved natural attacks that go up uh, one step of uh, damage. And I added toughness since I'm going to be in the battle a little bit more. Because my, I don't like being in the back a lot. I don't like being the guy who just buffs everybody. So this way I can still buff everyone with the giving them the natural attacks. And I can get in there with my toughness and with my natural attacks boost. And survive at least long enough to do some damage and get out there if I, if I have to. I, I, um, I didn't add any armor or magic items like I normally don't. This is just kind of standard. My gear's worth, like, nothing. So, <laughs> he's a very simple design one. Oh, yeah, ability scores. Of course. Uh, I have, uh, for my ability scores, I have uh, a high strength and high con since I'm going to be out there in the front. Uh, and then just, a, just a, a little bit of charisma for obvious reasons. Uh, and then, I you know, obviously when I'm raging, I get strength, more strength and more con. So I end up having 18 con and strength when I'm raging. When you when you grow larger, you get um, you get a bonus to your uh, strength. So you're gonna be sharing these rage powers with your allies. Your allies, when they ch- enter the rage, if they choose to do so, they can get claw attacks. 
They can get blight attacks, and they can choose to enlarge person once per day. Those are interesting things to share with people. It's, um, it's not really helpful for my, my guys in the back, though. Right. Unfortunately. I, it never is, really. But can't they choose to just say, I don't want it? Exactly. Yeah. So, But the bite is basically useful for everyone because you can have just that extra natural attack, even if you use weapons, and use it at the end of your full round action, let's say. Um, the claws, I guess not a lot of people are going to be using them unless they have to. Right. But the growing large thing, that's like a mass and large person, and that's a pretty high-level spell, so that's a really powerful ability. Right. And it's certainly... Uh... I think there's there's several scenarios where you lose your weapons, whether or not they're stolen from you with the steel action or actually stolen from you in the game. You guys, there's a lot. I can't tell you how many times we've been in combat, not in a way we can prepare for. It's just happened upon us, and we didn't happen to have all of our equipment. So then we're not useless. They have their claws and stuff. And maybe, I don't know, maybe you getting all the natural attacks, the two 1d6 claws that are better when you are big and the 1d4 bite might end up doing more damage than your sword obviously not the higher level you get but we're only level six here middling but interesting Uh, middling but had a theme (laughs) you took extra rage power i think every scald ever is going to take extra rage power just because it is so good on scald yeah we just finished up my lame guy christian what do you got for us like how he said when we were talking about your character is that a lot of these rage powers don't really benefit everyone. You know, right. a lot of people would say, I don't really want to accept that. So I want to make a character who... <laughs> I don't accept your religion. I don't accept your rage religion. I got my own beliefs, all right? It's very inconvenient. So I wanted to make one that was more like a... Gen- Although you still probably don't want to accept rage as certain characters, I wanted to go in like a different direction. Like the rage powers I give aren't necessarily just for fighting. And... I wanted to be more of a buffer. I wanted to be more of a spellcaster than someone who was actually like a barbarian and just use the Skald as a template for that. So I decided to make a more supporty uh, version of Skald. Uh, half- Whoa! Somebody's got a high con. Uh, a high charisma. Yeah, because um, I wanted my spells to be powerful. So I chose the halfling race uh, for no particular reason. I just like the flavor and uh, plus two to charisma. Halflings get that, so that's useful. So, as Caleb mentioned, I have the highest charisma. It has a base of 18 after leveling up. <laughs> I have up. the highest charisma. Uh, I have an item that increases it to 20, because we're level 6, so I just threw some of the basic items on there. Uh, otherwise, everything's pretty normal. 12 strength, 14 dexterity, uh, 14 intellect, and the rest are just 10 or 11. So, so, without even seeing the rest of your sheet so far, just by looking at these ability scores... What I'm seeing from here is you're not going to be doing a whole lot of attacking uh, up front because you've got a low strength and a low con. With that dex, it tells me maybe you're going to be doing some ranged attacks, but you've just got so much in charisma, probably a lot of spells. Spells, and also with the 14 intelligence, so I can have more skill points per level. Gotcha. Could be our skill monkey. Uh, with the spells I picked, they're in two major categories, buff spells and assist spells for my allies. And then I have a lot of actually offensive spells because if I have a really high charisma, my spell save DC actually isn't terrible. Uh, you know, I'm seeing a flavor here with your with your guy. He's trying to push his religion on me. A lot of offensive spells. You're making me offended <laughs> in everything you're doing here. I don't think I want you in my party. And it's weird because like, I won't be able to cast spells when... I'm raging, so I, I'm i actually a character that probably won't accept my own rage so I can use my spells. But then saving finale doesn't work, and now that I just think about it, 
saving finale straight up doesn't work <laughs> because you have to be performing. Oh, wait, no. It does work because you end the performance on someone else. It's really weird. <laughs> but basically, I probably don't want to accept my own rage. It's been a little theme of some things are a little bit complicated with this class. And then I have stuff like Piercing Shriek, which is someone hears a really loud noise, like the Scald yelling, and they have to make a save or be stunned, and they take damage, and I have a few spells like that. You shout at people, you're going to hell, and they're like so stunned from this truth now. They're like, <laughs> they don't know what to do. But then for my rage powers, as you did, I picked extra, or yeah, I picked extra rage power because it's such a good feat for Scald. At level six, I have three... Rage powers. We both did level six without telling each other. Like yeah, that. that's kind of like where I go default. Well, you know what it is. That's really when the build starts to flesh out. At, at level six, you get your uh, song of strength. That's like your 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 leveling up of a of your thing. The f- first rage power I have is Spirit Totem Lesser. This is one of the really interesting ones that I once I saw this rage power, I was like, I really want to make a build based around this with Scald. So when you start raging, and when your allies start raging. When you have the spirit totem lesser, little wisps come out and float around you, and they make attacks against uh, adjacent foes can at the you, beginning of your turn. Can you choose what they look like? Yeah. So they can be little totems? If you really wanted to. And can they be bear no totems? No one thinks that's cool or <laughs> fun. The bear totems. The little totems carve little bear depictions. Son of a gun. And the cool thing about the little spirits is that they run off of my charisma score, which is one of the reasons why I have a really high charisma score. Uh, they are... Attack bonus is based on my charisma modifier, and they deal damage equal to my charisma modifier. So right now, at level 6, everyone at the beginning of the round gets a little spirit that accepts my rage. Uh, the spirit makes an attack at a plus 9, and if it hits, it does 1d4 plus 5 damage. Which is, if you have a, the bigger party, the, the more damage you're doing here. Right. And uh, if I don't accept the rage, I don't get this, though. Right. You have to actually accept the raging song, okay. which I might consider later... Adding stuff like Moment of Clarity lets let you cast spells while you're raging for a round. Right. The next rage power is Spirit Totem. It's just the next step of Spirit Totem Lesser, and this just says that if an enemy isn't adjacent to you, you have 20% concealment against their attacks. Oh, that's cool. So if they're using ranged attacks, or they're using a reach weapon, or they're a big monster with reach claws, you have a 20% chance uh, just to avoid their attack. Want to hear a dumb little thing I recently learned? What? For a 20% chance... Don't bother rolling a D100. Just roll a D20, and if you roll 1 through 4, that's 20%. Right. I mean, that's a quick little little life hack. (laughs) (laughs) And then the other rage power I have is Celestial Blood Lesser, and everyone who accepts my rage, their weapons and melee attacks are considered good aligned for overcoming damage reduction, and they deal an additional 1D6 points of damage to uh, evil outsiders. So that's just a generally useful one if you're know you're going to be fighting evil stuff right for my feats all i picked was extra rage power like i had mentioned lingering performance so if i end my performance it actually continues for an extra two rounds without using up any rounds of raging song which is cool lets the spirits keep attacking and i took the prodigy feat which is kind of like those skill focus feats where you pick two skills or you get two skills you get plus two to them except this is specifically two different performances i use perform oratory and perform percussion which right now are both sitting at a plus uh, about 16. <laughs> it's funny to see how many class skills a Scald has. Basically all of them. But sl- I see like one, hand two, and... three, four, five, six things out of like the 60 things we have on the sheet here that are black, uh, that are not class skills. It's funny. So perform oratory. Uh, one of the reasons I picked that feat is because 
versatile performance lets me use my perform oratory in lieu of my diplomacy and sense motive check. So I have him sitting at a plus 16 to both of them. Both two good checks to get high. And then once I actually get high enough level and get the percussion instruments one, I can use my percussion instrument skill for handle animal or intimidate checks, which will, they're also two. Handle animal's a little niche, but it's nice to have someone that can do it. Right. And that's really it. Uh, I do have a battle axe if I need it. I have a sling if I need it. But I mostly want to sit back, cast spells, use um, scribe scrolls so I can cast spells. Like, I'll be scribing scrolls a lot at the end of the day if I have open spell slots. I really like that. To me, the big feature of this is that the spirits, mm-hmm. they seem to, to do a lot. And those, uh, but those don't really aren't going to scale because it's just your charisma. Which hey, is, you my might, charisma might go scale. up a little bit, but not much. I mean, it, it depends on how hard I focus on it. There are ways to increase it. Okay. And it might, I don't remember what the greater version of Spirit Totem does, but they might get better through that. That's the Scald, then. Yep, that's all of them. Fun class. I like it. Interesting, flavorful. Not my cup of tea, though. You know, no, not for you. No. Just not my kind of guy. I'm not, I've never been a bard kind of guy. I'm a bard kind of guy, and I still think I prefer bards, but I do like what's possible with the Scald, because... You could do some really interesting stuff with the rage powers. If I were to do this, I'd probably make like the do warrior thing I was talking about, where I took the feet, the uh, the the archetype we talked about with the counter spell, maybe uh, spell warrior. That's probably what I would pick if I if I was if I was somebody said, put a gun in my head, you're gonna play scald <laughs> and you're gonna like it. That's what I that's what I'd pick. Well, thank you all for staying. Class is dismissed. Pathfinder Academy is part of the Trailblazer Network. For other great Pathfinder podcasts, visit our site, tblazer.net. Want to get in touch? You can email us at tblazernetwork at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at tblazernetwork. I've been Nicholas Laborde. Thanks for listening.